All right. Welcome back to our bonus episode. Welcome back to this journey that we're taking together. <laughs> Reading <laughs> Take the Money and Run by The Sapple Pie Life. We are here today to talk about chapter three. What a chapter it was. Yes. Chapter three's title and the song for chapter three is Go Your Own Way. By Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac, yep. (laughs) Such a great song. They've always been big, but does it feel like they've, like, almost made an even bigger comeback in the last few years? Have you gotten that vibe? Yes, yes, definitely. I think so, too. I was thinking the same thing. But, yeah, that's one of their more famous songs. And uh, what I love about this author is they picked such precise music for each chapter, and everyone is... Every song that they pick is just so fitting, you know? Yeah, there's kind of a song that goes with the theme and not just the place that they're in. Like New York, New York was obviously the place, but it also goes with like the theme of what's happening during the chapter. Mm -hmm. I feel like this chapter, I really loved it and I loved it a lot more than I think the first time that I read it. I remember it being kind of like, A little bit of a downer of a chapter. Yeah. But I think on this reread, you're able to appreciate it Mm -hmm. a lot more. And when you're first reading it, you you know that it's a slow burn, but it's like they're they're getting into away from the excitement of the start of their trip together and into this kind of low period, which we talked about, like on a road trip and in relationships and spending so much time with a person, you are going to go through your ups and downs. So this was one of those kind of lower points for them, but it was really important chapter, I think in their kind of the development of their relationship. So I don't mean like a downer in a bad way, just like in the ups and downs of a trip or a relationship or a story this is just one of the lower parts yeah this isn't a peak this is a valley (laughs) yes yes perfect that's a great way to put it so I think it had a little bit of a melancholic vibe because they're getting on each other's nerves like yeah they're getting to that point where they're just going back and forth and Eddie's anxiety is so high and He doesn't really know how to express that to Steve. So he's just kind of like, I don't know, getting to Steve. And Steve doesn't know how to express his frustration. So he's just letting it all build up. But also, I do love this chapter because it's like basically the closest that they are to where I live. So I know last time when we talked about it, they went to Boston and where you live. But now they're down in like my neck of the woods. (laughs) So I I will, um, we can go through like the places that they went and everything too. And I'll probably just like briefly touch on my connection to these places instead of doing kind of like a whole thing at the end. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But they start off in Atlantic City. So Atlantic City is only a couple hours north of me. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I've said before that I live in Maryland. So Atlantic City is in New Jersey, and it's kind of a beach town. So they're playing skee-ball, which I don't know about you, but I love skee-ball. Me too. That's (laughs) like the one arcade game I'm actually good at. I don't know. It's all on the wrist, guys. It's so much fun. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, and then they're eating taffy, which saltwater taffy, I could take it or leave Same. it. I'd rather have fudge. Yeah, me too. See, <laughs> look at this connections. Yeah, I've never, I've never been down there, but I do like that they went to the arcades and you know they were kind of hanging out and you know just you know close enough that they're sharing you know like um the salt water taffy together and i really did like that steve won eddie one of those like cheap arcade mirror like i don't even know what you'd call it but it's like a metallica like thing etched onto a mirror yeah i thought that was really cute like you won him a prize and i like that he carefully like wrapped it up and put it in the back seat he's like i hope this you know makes it through the journey much like almost like their mental state at this point they kind of hope they make it yeah and it's a little fragile like a mirror symbolism oh that's a really good like that. metaphor I just there pulled that right <laughs> out of my top hat uh, but, but i really liked um eddie working on the um crossword puzzle and yeah I, yeah I love that like I'm terrible at crossword puzzles but I really like how Steve's like you know oh I'm not good at them I'm an idiot like putting himself down and Eddie says no you're not just takes practice and patience and it's this like little thing that yeah. him and Wayne have done for years which I really liked I thought that was really sweet and also it's kind of like this time where Steve is kind of rethinking a little bit what he knows about yeah. Eddie and realizing like He's actually really smart, like that he thought so based on his interactions so far. But he's like confirming it that that's that's not the reason he was in senior year three times. It's not because he wasn't smart. Like he is highly intelligent. And I love just that headcanon and that that about Eddie and Fix, like that we do know that he is super yes. smart and it wasn't him that made him not graduate it was more like the establishment and the school and everything like that and steve realizing that he could um he never would have failed because of his last name exactly or whatever you know it's mentions. almost like he kind of sees that he came from a bit of a privileged life and you know i touched on this with the maya hawk episode but you know this was the 80s when adhd autism like a lot of different things ocd weren't really that diagnosed as much as it is today so you know for all we know you know maybe eddie does have something you know like maybe it is adhd you yeah. know maybe he is over hyper and it just kind of shows like you know him kind of ra nervously rambling on and on and it's he's almost yeah. doing it to relieve his anxiety but it's getting on steve's nerves yeah, he's definitely got some sort of neurodivergence yes, going he's on. taken away. And, you know, it kind of shows that Steve's not used to this. You know, he's used to Robin, her little quirks and ticks, but not Eddie because they're in such a confined space. And he's just really, like you said, starting to peel the layers back to kind of see how he is. And I, you know, I really liked how after the crossword puzzle thing happens, he says, I'm thinking about throwing a mustache. And... <laughs> I, I just love that. I love that that's just this reoccurring thing for the people who have read it. But I do love that he's like, you know what? I'm just going to do it to annoy you now, Eddie. Like, I loved that. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was hilarious. And there were so many, like, cute moments that that were in this chapter and funny moments that kind of balanced out the um the other deeper, more um heavy stuff, yeah. too. Like the mustache thing and... 
the red vines and Twizzlers <laughs> and the hitchhiker, like the other Steve. I like fake, <laughs> fake Steve. Steve. Yeah, better than you. I, I really love that. And I love that another item was crossed off the list. They had a hitchhiker, you know? Yep. Checked that hitchhiker off. And I mean, obviously, Eddie did it just to check it off the list. And he was like taking advantage of like, oh, this guy seems pretty normal. Let's pick up this hitchhiker so I can check it off the list. I do, I do um, think it's funny that he ate the, he ate the Twizzlers, but he didn't cross off eating yet. So I guess, yes. <laughs> I guess we're not going to check that off until we eat something more substantial in the car. <laughs> but then they go to Philly and I know, well, we've both obviously been to Philly because we work together in Philly. Yes, yes. <laughs> But in Philadelphia, I thought it was funny because they go to, they don't mention it by name, but it's the Reading Terminal Market. Did you go there when you were in Philly? I think we might have passed it. And I definitely heard um, my friend Andy and Brandy talk about it. But I have heard many people that are from that area. They're like, it's a staple. Like, you need to go there, you know? Yeah, it's so cool. I've been there a few times. And I went when we were at the convention because it was right, like, like two blocks away from the convention center um so i went there for like lunch both days instead of like eating that's awesome the convention food because it's like different stalls and vendors and things like that and there is even still like you could buy like raw chicken like he was saying <laughs> but then you could buy like ice cream at another vendor and they have um they have lots of different cool things in there so I thought that was cool. And they had a photograph. So obviously, um, I'm still incorporating all the sound effects that are connections to the photographs that the author has included in the fic. And they had a photograph for that of it was called Bassett's Ice Cream. And it was the ice cream shop that they went to in the market. I love that Steve was like at first, like, I don't want to look at ice cream ever again. And, you know, because <laughs> of scoops, all the scoop drama. But, um, I liked that little moment. They rushed through D.C. Again, we're still close to where I live. And I mean, I can get to D.C. in less than an hour and a half. So I've been right. I've definitely been. To yeah. DC. OK. <laughs> All over. Yeah. <laughs> they There's lots of cool things that they could have done in D.C. And I think that was another thing that bummed me out because it was like, I think Eddie would have enjoyed it. But he knew that Steve was like not in the mood. <laughs> And that's realistic, too. It's not like a typical, you know, oh, they're already flirting and falling in love. Like, nope. These are yeah. two dudes that are friends and they're on each other's nerves. And Eddie's starting to kind of like second guess his behavior and he feels bad. And Steve, you know, is starting to snap a little bit, but he's also feeling bad, you know. So it's a yin and a yang and it keeps swinging back and forth. Yeah. Then they go to the beach. Yep. So um, Bethany Beach is in Delaware. Um, there's a whole kind of like Delaware and Maryland beaches kind of connect to each other. So I've spent more time in Ocean City, Maryland, because my grandparents lived mm -hmm. here. My grandfather actually just passed away uh, almost a year ago now. Um, and he lived in Ocean City my whole life. So Bethany Beach is just like maybe 20, 25 minutes north of Ocean City, not even. Now, is actually. it like a typical beach town? Yeah, Bethany is like a little bit of a smaller, laid back kind of area. Um, it's not as like Ocean City has a huge boardwalk 
not as big as like Atlantic City because in Atlantic City they have the casinos and stuff yeah. like that. So we don't have that in Ocean City, Maryland, but it's kind of more rides and um, games and things like that in Ocean City at the boardwalk. Bethany Beach doesn't have as much of it's just like a small kind of boardwalk area beach some bars and restaurants and stuff it's smaller um so it's more laid back there's also like rehoboth beach dewey beach like lots of uh delaware beaches um so they were in bethany just you know standing at the ocean which i thought that was pretty cool because i don't know that they had seen like the ocean before i don't know if eddie that's true it sounds like eddie had not been out of indiana really so these midwestern guys like seeing the i didn't even think about that that's so cool yeah yeah because that's the atlantic ocean it's not steve's dream yeah (laughs) the pacific ocean in california but it's still a really big ocean you know and i thought it was realistic because i have gone through delaware and i have to say like the part where eddie gets kind of really nervous going under the tunnel and he also gets kind of nervous going over the big bridges. I'm that guy, like 100%. And tunnels, not really that big of a deal. But bridges have always made me nervous. So I kind of liked that right away. Steve's like, are you kidding me? And Eddie's just crawling out of his skin. Super realistic. Yeah. But I was going to give a little geography lesson. So the Chesapeake Bay starts down in Virginia And comes in from the Atlantic Ocean, and then it goes north all the way up to where I live in Maryland, and it cuts off the eastern shore. So where the Delaware and Maryland beaches are, they're on the eastern part of, like, where the Chesapeake Bay is, and there's only two bridges across the Chesapeake Mm -hmm. Bay, so there is one bay bridge up closer to Annapolis, Maryland, which is the capital of Maryland and DC. It's still like a th- three miles oh, long wow. or something like that, that bridge. But the Bay Bridge that they're talking about is down in Virginia and it is like miles long and it's like a bridge and then it becomes a tunnel and then you come back up and it's a bridge. Oh my and then God, you go I remember that one. You're right. Yep. And it's it's intense so it 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 is very scary i've only been once Mm -hmm. i think but i've also been on a cruise that started in baltimore and we we went south down the chesapeake bay to get to the ocean so like the cruise boat like went past that bridge obviously but that's why there's tunnels too so it's not like big ships have to go under the bridge they can go over the tunnels so it's it's really interesting, I think. <laughs> Look at that. Um, I just got a little lesson. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I can give a little geography lesson <laughs> of the Chesapeake Bay. So yeah, that bridge and tunnel, I thought it was cool that the author included mm-hmm. it. And they're fighting over the music. Of course. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but I thought it was I thought the choices that they kind of like decided on, I was like, yeah, that's a good vibe. Like <laughs> classic yeah. rock. The Eagles, Creedence Clearwater Revival, like that's CCR. Love them. Um, what was the other band they said? Oh, Skinner, Leonard Skinner. It's, you can tell it's all music that probably like Eddie grew up with or Steve's parents may or may not yeah. have listened to when they were a little younger. So it definitely tracks, you know, for that time period. Definitely the music that like 
I listened to my dad, like my dad listened to and like I liked to listen to because my dad listened Mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. So that was good. And Eddie's writing notes in the Atlas, which I thought was cute because there's all those just little like details that are kind of going to, you know, down the road be ways that they can remember this trip (laughs) so that's definitely one of them along with like the photographs that they're taking they're still mailing the pictures to Dustin I do love that they found a Harrington uh, town and that they took the picture there that was hilarious and you know like you said it's the little details and I like that at first Steve's like oh why is he writing in the atlas and he's like why do I care like I've never used this before and I probably never will again so it kind of shows where Steve's mind is at and then where Eddie's mind is at yeah exactly and then it came to kind of the big conclusion of the scary moment of Steve walking away and I think I really liked his conversation on the phone with Robin um that was really fun to record hopefully it sounded okay sounded great (laughs) I liked doing Robin's like voice because I felt like I could just kind of channel like how she would have been talking that kind of energy yeah come on give him a chance like he I think you'll like him. I liked the part where it's like, it feels like you're trying to set me up with him. But it's like, yeah, as a friend. like, <laughs> Yeah, I liked that. Wink, wink. You know, right away, it's almost like Robin might know something more than the boys do right now. But I really love that Steve goes to call his platonic soulmate, his sister, basically, you know. Yeah. And she kind of talks him off the ledge to kind of like calm down and reassess and your heart breaks a little bit for Eddie because he gets so nervous and so scared, you know, which would make sense, you know, because this is before cell phones. And I like almost when yeah. they come back, you know, they kind of talk it through and I liked them toasting, you know, with the sandwich. That was, And they end up making like this plan, which is actually super smart for that time period, you know. Yes. And what is it again? They You go to the first motel or hotel in the uh, phone book. If they get separated. Yeah. Yeah. Alphabetically, the first one. So I think, like you said, it was super scary for Eddie. Like, I could definitely feel like his emotion in that moment being like, I have to stay by the car. Like, if I leave the car, then he might leave me. And the whole just having to go to the bathroom so bad that he had to walk away. Like, I've definitely been been in that situation before. (laughs) Like when you're waiting for something, but like you really have to pee. (laughs) So that was relatable. And, um, and then when he's walking back and he's kind of just make like making a plan in his head, like if he's not there, what am I going to do? Like I've got my wallet, I've got my jacket, like I'll be okay. Like, I think that that's also like a relatable experience Mm -hmm. when, especially when you have anxiety, I think like trying Think to ahead. Make, make a plan, plan for yourself well, yeah yeah um but in the end it ended up being a good thing because they did communicate they decided to take breaks from each yep. other every once in a while to kind of have their space and then they made that plan for if they ever get separated which you know no spoilers but they may have to use they, that they plan sometimes just saying <laughs> 
Uh, because I mean, it would be easy to get separated from someone on a trip like this, and and like you said, pre cell phones, like what what would you yeah. do? So, yeah, it's funny. I don't know. It would be interesting to have a conversation with like an older, older than us adult who remembers the time before cell phones, right? Like what, what did you do in this situation? Like that's terrifying actually. And you know, it's funny because yeah. with our age, you know, cell phones were kind of just really catching on when we were probably in middle school, I'd say, you know, the old yeah. flip phones. High, middle school, high school. I think I got a cell phone, like a flip flip phone, old school phone, like freshman yeah. year. And it was like, so I've never really been an adult or older child with any sort of independence without having a cell phone exactly so it was like we we were the first kind of like generation to to have that all the time like we didn't have them when we were kids but my parents did have like beepers yeah <laughs> do you remember oh, that yeah. <laughs> like pa- pagers yep. um but and I do remember being out like at the mall and my mom getting a page and having to like go ask like if she could use the phone mm-hmm. at like a store in the mall like to return the phone call like that's like a really weird memory that I just had but but yeah you definitely had to have other ways to get in touch with people so I think that was like a good plan especially for two young guys you know that will need to take breaks and are going to many public places you know it's kind of like they're using their heads and working as a team and I'm glad that they like you said like they came to that understanding that truce And it kind of shows, like, this is kind of a step in their friendship that, you know, I think, like, Steve definitely wouldn't have left him. But Eddie, with his anxiety, he was going a million miles an hour and stuff. And Steve, for himself, I think he needed a third party, such as someone like Robin, to kind of spell it out for him. Like, no, you're enjoying yourself. And I like when Steve is like, do you want to go, like, home like because i i don't want to go home but do you and you know and he's like no of course not so i'm glad that they kind of are like nope we're gonna keep up doing this this was a little bump of the road but we're still going you know exactly it was a little bit of a turning point for them to get to know each other because you can't really you know get to know someone on a deep level until you've kind of like seen how you're going to work through conflict with absolutely yep i definitely love this chapter so much so good i think it was my favorite so far to record it was my favorite it was so fun (laughs) (laughs) it was so fun talking to you about it as always so I'm super excited to continue with this story because, oh, it just has my heart. It's bringing back all the feels, guys. And, you know, it's just the people who are experiencing it for the first time were envious because we remember when we were reading it for the first time. But this is a whole new, different way. Like, I actually, like, there were a few things that, you know, maybe I just don't remember or I might have missed the first time reading it. So Mm -hmm. hearing Megan, you read it out loud it's kind of like experiencing it on a whole different level. So this is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool for sure. All right. All right. Well, I think that's it. And we will talk to you soon. Over and out. Let's go watch Marmalade. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Movie. Woo! Night.